Hi, so glad you're here today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. We've been talking about getting ready for Jesus. There's so many ways that we're not aware of that Jesus has been telling us. I looked back, and I, I've been doing this for years, um, saying, Jesus is coming. we got to get ready. We're to be his bride. And he still keeps giving me more and more revelation. Some things I notice he's repeating. I look back and I see I already said it, and he's saying it again because we're not ready. You can notice in the Word of God he said things over and over again. Yesterday I was noticing the disciples were afraid to ask him, um, tell him that they didn't understand that he was going to leave, he was going to be killed, and then be raised again from the dead in three days. And I was asking Jesus, why were they afraid to ask? And he said so much of the time I got frustrated. Do you remember when he said, oh, you of little faith, how long should I put up with you? And so he was getting frustrated with them. And I think what he's saying to us today as well is he's frustrated. We're not listening. So let's listen. Okay, let's listen. I'm including myself in this because he repeats things to me over and over again. And I'm like, oh, how could I forget that? But, you know, even if he's frustrated, we got to keep on asking him. We get frustrated, but still, we still want to get our point across, right? So, isn't that proof like he's so kind of human? He's like us, from made in his likeness, he gets frustrated. I don't know if you, if you know, but at one point, he told me he was frustrated because I wasn't obeying him. And he told me to share that message where he's frustrated because we're not obeying him. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus, we thank you. Go ahead and correct us. Tell us over and over again. Go ahead and get frustrated with us because then we know that you're so much like us. We love you. We praise you. We just ask you for revelation knowledge today. I'm just asking you to take over. I'm honored to be sitting here speaking your word. I'm honored that you told me the things that were on your mind and how you feel. Help us to get it, Lord. Help us to do your will. We love you. We praise you and give you all the glory. So I've been listening to the song by Brandon Lake. Get up and praise the Lord is part of the song. Get up and praise the Lord. And suddenly I heard Jesus say, and this has been a long time coming. I knew this message was coming because he said, pick up your mat and walk. Get up and do the work. Get up and do all the things that I told you to do. Stop moaning and groaning and complaining about what isn't. Stop complaining about the storm and take authority over the storm. Remember, he said that to the disciples. What are you so afraid of? How long should I put up with you, oh, you of little faith? He's saying that to us today. He's saying that to me. He's saying that to you. You know, we get sick and we're asking everybody to pray for us, which is fine. But get up and walk. Pick up your mat. Take that provision. I want to read to you John 5. Later on, this is, this is John 5, 1, there's a Jewish fest festival for which Jews, Jesus went to the festival to Jerusalem. I really messed that up. <laughs> Later on, there was a Jewish festival, a feast for which Jesus went to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem a pool near a sheep gate. The pool in the Hebrew is called Bethesda. And in these days, having five porches, in these lay a great number of sick folk 
some blind, some crippled, some paralyzed, shriveled up, waiting for the bubbling of water. For an angel of the Lord went down at an appointed seasons to the pool and moved and stirred up the water. Whoever then was first, after stirring up of the water, stepped in, was cured of whatever disease which he, which he was afflicted. Even way back then, there was provision made for healing. God loves us so much. He's so awesome. Do we realize how amazing he is? How he's made provision for us, for, for us, excuse me, I'm really excited today, from the beginning. He's made provision for us over and over again, and we don't get it. No wonder he's frustrated. We don't obey him. Like Brandon said, get up and praise the Lord. He said to me to tell my son one day when he was complaining, stop saying what is. That has been such a revelation for us. Stop saying what is. Stop laying by the pool, but pick up your mat and walk, is which what Jesus said to him. There's a certain man who laid there and suffered with a deep-seated, lingering disorder for 80, 38 years. When Jesus noticed him laying there helpless, knowing he had already been a long time in that condition, what grace, what favor, what compassion Jesus had, right? He said to him, don't you want to become well? He's saying to us, don't you want to become well? I've given you revelation knowledge. I told you what to do. I bore your sin, your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, Isaiah 53, 3, three through 5. By his stripes, you were healed. So why are you sitting around? complaining that you're not healed or wondering is it your will begging god i just think if jesus can say how long should i put up with you i can be straightforward with you for him how long are you going to wallow in your pain in your sickness in your disease when are you going to get up and praise the lord as if you already have it so when Jesus noticed him laying there helpless, knowing he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, don't you want to become well? Are you really in earnest? Are you really earnest about getting well? Sir, I have nobody when the water is moving to put me in the pool. But while I am trying to come into it myself, somebody else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said, pick up, get up, pick up your bed, your sleeping pad, and walk. Instantly, the man became well and recovered his strength and picked up his bed and walked. But that happened on the Sabbath. So then it goes into how the Jews didn't like that. And he was questioning the man who did this. And, but, you know, I want to make a few points here. Jesus said, don't you want to be well? And he said, I have no one to pick me up. If that were me, I would have made plans. I would have had somebody there. I would have said, I'll do anything for you if you're here when that water moves and pick me up and put me in it because I want to be healed. That man represents people that just want to feel sorry for themselves. Don't you want to be well? Didn't Jesus say that to him for a reason? Of course he did. He wanted him to realize that he could have been well a long time ago. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus took stripes for your healing. I've experienced healing over and over and over again because I believe that by his stripes, I was healed. I watched the passion over and over again. And every time he took a stripe, I knew it was for me. He got back up. Mel Gibson did a wonderful, wonderful anointed 
movie, I think. I didn't feel like I was watching a movie. I felt like I was right there. It was so real to me. Jesus got back up and took more. He loved you so much that he said, Father, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll show them who you are. I'll show them how much you love them. I will. I'll shed my blood for them. I'll take stripes for their healing because they don't get it. So I'll just make it really, really clear. He shed his blood for you so that you can have forever life, eternal life. He took those stripes for your healing so you can be well. When I started, first started believing that, my son was born with a birth defect. I heard Gloria Copeland talking about healing. I heard her talking about it and, and Ken. And I thought, oh, I'll never need that. I'm good. I'm healthy. And then I had a son born with a birth defect. And I went back to those teachings and listened over and over again until I had enough faith to believe and to act on what Jesus said to do. If I believe I'm healed, I got to pick up my mat and walk. I had a broken leg, a tibia bone, and I just walked on it because I believe Jesus already took those stripes for my healing. I believed it. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. I heard the word of God, heard the word of God, hear the word of God, hear the word of God. If I'm feeling down and out, I know I got to go hear the word of God. I got to go hear that truth. If I'm talking about what is, then I know I got to go hear the word of God. I got to get fired up. I got to stir myself up in my most holy faith. I got to speak in tongues. I got to do this thing. Jesus already did it. He already bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He already got on the cross for you. And all you got to do is get up and praise him for it and watch that come into the manifestation of what can be, calling those things to be not as though they were. I always like to say, God didn't sit out in the dark and say, what am I going to do? He said, let there be light. He said, let there be light. Jesus said, pick up your mat and walk. Afterward, when Jesus found him in the temple, he said, see, you're well. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. For this reason, the Jews began to persecute, annoy, torment Jesus, and sought to kill him because he was doing these things on the Sabbath day. He was doing good, so they wanted to kill him. How crazy is that? It reminds me of how I get persecuted for believing that Jesus is good, for believing that he can heal my leg or my shattered kneecap, that I don't have to go to the doctor if I rip my rotary cuff, I can just believe Jesus. I can pick up my bed and walk. He said to the man, go and sin no more or something worse may happen to you. So we got in that condition because of sin. We get in these conditions because of sin. But his grace now is sufficient for us. Jesus got on the cross for you. You're forgiven of your sin. Don't keep walking in it. That could be what's holding it up. But get up and do what he told you to do. Stop judging. Stop gossiping. Stop lying. Stop cheating. Stop stealing. 
those are all, all, all little things, little white lies we think are okay. And they're not. And if you'll stop sinning, if you'll stop dishonoring God and start learning how to live in his kingdom, you can be healed. You can get up and praise the Lord, or you can sit where you are and have all kinds of excuses that you can't pick up your bed. You can make plans to be healed. You can decide ahead of time, I'm not going to say what is. The only thing I'm going to say is what Jesus said. He said, I can say to this mountain, move. He said, I can tell the storm to stop. He said, I can have what I say. Right? And so that's the message I have for you today. So simple. Get up and praise the Lord. Pick up your mat and walk. Stop looking at what is. This is temporary. You know, and I almost forgot. The most important part of all this, well, the most important part is God loves you so, so much that he wants you well. That he gave his only begotten son. If you believe in him, you're going to pick up your mat and walk. If you believe in him, you're going to watch and pray. And make sure that you're ready when he comes. Because not only does it grieve him when you're sick, when you're broke, when you're miserable, when you're listening to the enemy lie to you and torment you, harass you, but that you're not ready. And when you pick up your mat and walk, you're going to be stretching your faith to say, Jesus, I don't see you. But I believe you. We talked about that yesterday. Thomas didn't believe because he couldn't see it. And he said, I'm not going to believe until I see it. And a lot of people say that. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. It's been over 2,000 years. You know, it's been said forever, and he's still not here. So, you know, you guys are just believing this fairy tale. I say to you, if that's your attitude, you're believing a fairy tale. Jesus is going to come. And all of a sudden, whether you believed it or not, he's going to be here, and it's going to be too late to pick up your mat and walk. And that's what he wants me to conclude with today. That's his point. We don't believe he's coming. If we did, we'd be walking in that direction. He said, watch and pray. He said, he breathed on the disciples and said, I, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit to go and do my work. We're not doing his work. We're blending in with the world. We're on the wide path that leads to destruction. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We got to be getting knowledge. You got to know who he is. It's more important than anything to make sure that you know who he is and that you teach your children who he is so they too can have salvation. Your friends. You don't, want to, you don't want your friends, you don't want to be living a lie. So when you stand before that Jesus that day, he say to you, I never knew you. What a horrible, horrible thing to hear on that day. I can't imagine, and I'm going to make sure he does not say that to me. I always say, correct me, Lord. Revelation 3.19, he said that. He said, I dearly and tenderly love you, so I correct you. Get excited to be corrected. I say this over and over again. When I get corrected, I get to know him. I know what he's thinking. I know how he's feeling. I know what disgusts him. And I know what pleases him because I heard him correct me. And when I get corrected, I'm walking on that narrow path that leads to eternal life. If I take that correction, the rich man, at least he asked. Yeah, that was our message the other day. 
he asked what he had to do to have eternal life, but he got offended and he walked away because he didn't want to give away his stuff. He didn't want to get on the narrow path. He didn't want to follow Jesus. He didn't want to serve others. He didn't want to do good. He wanted to live a selfish life. And those of us who want to stay on that path, we aren't going to be able to live with Jesus. He's not selfish. He gave away his life, and he's expecting you to give yours away. So if you never asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, to be your Lord, to anoint you to do his work, for him to help you, if you never committed to heed his voice, I just want to encourage you to do that right now. Revelation 3.20, he said that if you heed his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. So many have the mistaken idea that all they have to do is say that prayer, but not have that commitment, not be engaged with Jesus, not get ready to get married to him, but they can just go around doing whatever they want. You know, when we don't engage in what he did for us, when we lay around saying there's no one to help me get in the pool, we're representing him in such an awful way. We are. We're not saying he's good. We're saying he left me stranded, and he didn't. He left you dependent on him. And when you depend on him, you can get up and get in the pool. You can get up. You can make plans. You can decide, I'm going to receive. I'm going to only say and do. A lady, this just reminded me, a lady I know, a dear friend. She fell down the steps, and I probably don't have this just right. She was alone. She couldn't get up the steps. And she kept saying, Jesus, help me get up the steps. She couldn't do it in her own strength. And all of a sudden, I guess a step at a time, she found herself at the top of the steps. How about that? Maybe that man could have made it to the pool by himself. With faith, anything is possible for him who believes. With man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. We got to know his way and do it and just get up and do it. So pray with me, Jesus. Thank you so much. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much for helping us, for having enough patience with us, for even getting frustrated with us, because that means you care, of course that you would tell us the truth and show us the way. So on that day, you're not telling us you didn't know us. But because we came to you and got corrected, you do know us. And we know you. And when our eyes meet, we know. It won't be like, we wish you didn't come, like you came unexpectedly. We've been expecting you. We've been expecting you, changing our life to live it your way so we can receive and show others how good you are. So come, live on the inside of us right now. Live on the inside of us. Be our God. Show us the truth. Tell us things to come. I hear Jesus speaking to me. He has a word for us today. He says, I'm coming, and I'm coming soon. I've given you warning after warning after warning 
that I'm the way, I'm the truth. I'm the one who loves you. The world doesn't love you. I do. And yes, I gave my life for you. I want to give you more, more than you can ask or think. And I can't do that unless you allow me to. If you love me, you will obey me. And then I can do for you. Then I can show you the way. You have a choice. The choice is yours. It's so good. We 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 have we have no idea how good we have it. Telling us things to come, what's gonna happen before it happens. Being there for us, telling us there's not much time. Hurry up. Get your dress on. Jesus is coming. Hurry up. Be clothed in righteousness. Jesus is coming. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.